Welcome to another episode of Comedy Wham Presents with me, your host Valerie, and sometime co-hosts Miss Purrington and Mookie. ComedyWham.com is your place to go for features about all Austin comedy. In addition to podcasts, Comedy Wham brings you articles, album reviews, our advice column, Rochelle Takes on Comedy, a festivals page, and our FPIA page where you can see the full history of the contest. Keep up with us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Comedy Wham. And of course, we're best known for our events page for live shows in Austin, Houston, and DFW. If you're a comic in those cities and want your show featured on the calendar, click the Submit a Show button on the homepage or events page to complete the short survey. Tag us on your Instagram stories and we will share your show promo. Looking for ways to support all these resources we provide? You can donate to Comedy Wham on PayPal, Venmo, or even Patreon. Search for Comedy Wham on Patreon and check out our subscriber perks. Now let's get back to our podcast. Launched in 2016, the podcast project brings you funny people and their stories. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations, and we usually take a detour along the way. Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks that make the Austin comedy scene one of the best in the country. If you like this podcast, please rate and review us. Today, we are talking to somebody who is the co-host of the All Regerts podcast, and that is intentional. Uh, She co-hosts it with Omar Gonzalez. She performs all around Central Texas, probably even beyond Texas, as far as I know. And she was on the 2022 Lisa Strada Comedy Festival and was just announced to be returning for the 2023 edition of the festival, which will be held in Austin, Texas at Cold Town Theater. And now Comedy Wham presents Sam Nirani. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Welcome. I sound so accomplished. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Call my mom and read that list to her, please. Okay. Tell her to listen to the podcast. I will. I need my listeners. If you can translate it to Urdu, she'll be all about it. No, I cannot do that. (laughs) I'll just sit next to her and be like, oh, they said I'm great. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, Do you speak Urdu? Yes. So I recently interviewed Zane, and -hmm. I think that's what he speaks not yeah. well, he admits, but... Yeah, he's also from Pakistan, which every time I, I meet another Pakistani, I was like, oh my God, there's that's more. That's crazy. And <laughs> two to be in comedy in Austin, Texas. That's... Oh, yeah. But, you know, there's there's been like a lot of, I don't know, my brown people, like, you know, Indian, Middle Eastern, yeah. like just brown people showing up. And I love it so much. Yeah. Like, I've learned how much of a hack I am whenever I talk <laughs> about brown stuff in uh-huh. comedy. <laughs> I'm a brown for brownest day. Like they, it's all like all of them uh-huh. say that. Yeah, it feels like uh, this is what it must feel like for like white guys. Yeah, that are new to comedy, that are sat, mad at their dads and sad about mm. their dicks. Yeah, like I feel like that's what's that's... happening right now with the brown guys, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm here for it, uh-huh. and I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that kickoff. <laughs> oh, man, sorry, I've been wanting to rant about this for yeah, a while. Was... I'm so excited. Yeah, <laughs> so much culture. <laughs> Uh, this neighborhood I really love because it has a lot of diversity, and one of those reflections of that diversity is that recently we got this, um, you live in this sort of general area, is that right? Oh, I live um, in North Austin, but I used oh. to live on uh, Barton Springs a while back, so I'm okay. fairly familiar okay. with this area. So there's a hospital uh, on 620, and in that little... Sh- it's an odd placement, but there is a new store called the Spice Box, Ooh. and it is an Indian spice store. I haven't gone yet, but I want to go because I want to check out what they have. Yeah, and so. do low blow, but it sounds like a great stripper name, too. <laughs> <laughs> it is. See, I'm telling you, I'm a hack. <laughs> well, you're welcome for the... For the uh, idea. Thank you for propping that up, You're Valerie. You're very welcome. Making me look great. <laughs> well, we're off to the races here, but I do have an official icebreaker question for you. Oh, yes. And that is one word to describe your past. <sighs> Disassociated? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that many syllables for a past word. Oh, do I win? Is it like boggle? I, yeah, you win. Hell Nothing. yeah. Disassociated yeah. S. <laughs> Plural. Why that word? Um, I don't know. Like, it's a, damn, that's a hell of an icebreaker, Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
I feel like, uh, and maybe, maybe we're all in this, this place right now yeah. or always, but it's like, you're just kind of doing life, you know, you're yeah. just moving along, doing the things you're, you think you're supposed to and not doing the things you think you're not supposed to, like drugs are bad or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know, I, I guess maybe not disassociated, just a question mark. Hmm. That's two words. Does that still count? <laughs> It's I'm like, sticking with disassociated. That was the first thing you know they came up with. That's what I'll write down. Okay, great. You're forever held to <gasps> this word. Great, great. <laughs> disassociated. I don't care about you guys. <laughs> Remember that word when it comes time to getting gifts, please. <laughs> um, was your childhood filled with with comedy? Um, yeah, on TV. Like when when I was a kid. Uh, the networks are starting up, like the 24-hour, like the mm. news cycle happened, but then we had com- Cartoon Network show up when I was a kid, uh-huh. and that blew my mind, and then like Comedy Central came through, yeah. and my sisters and I, we would watch like all these comics go up, and we talk about them, like they yeah. were rock stars, like, did you see the Maria Bamford? I haven't even heard of a Maria Bamford, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> She's a weirdo, but people love her, I was yeah. like, you could be a weirdo and be loved? That's crazy. <laughs> So, Where did you grow up, by the way? Um, a couple of places. I grew up in uh, the Dallas area. Okay. And then for a little bit, we lived in Wills Point, Texas. It's like Where a church that? and a goat town. It's like, like you, we got a DQ, so we're on the map. Uh-huh. But it's like a, a little tiny rural town. Huh. There was only two brown people there, me and one other guy. And everybody was like, you guys should date because the colors are the same. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was weird. Never heard of that town. Y- yeah, huh. it's... Uh, near Terrell, if that helps. Kind of. That's kind of a name. Yeah. But and where in the Dallas area? Because I, I grew up in Burleson. Okay. Uh, Carrollton, mostly. Okay. All right. So. Pearl Street and Perry. <laughs> it was part of the Carrollton Elementary song. <laughs> That's the only reserve ever in. <laughs> okay. So you would watch TV and comedy specials and mm. cartoon shows and... Yeah. Just... Like, I Love Lucy a lot. Like, mm. a lot of Nick at Night. Nick at Night yeah. basically was my parents. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. I, I watched Dick Van Dyke recently. It's the best. Dude, it, it blew holds my up. mind. Yeah. Wow. He's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Like, they were so ahead of their time. I was like, they're being nice to ladies and black and browns? Like, they're, they're treating them like people? Yeah. Mary John Moore's wearing pants? What the hell is yeah. this? This is amazing. I, I went through a binge a few years back of mm-hmm. it, and I'm like, because I grew up watching, not not the original, but, you know, also, just because I am very old, I don't want people to think I'm that old for original Van, Dick Van Dyke. I was, yeah. you know, you syndications. You airing. Yeah. Yeah, syndications yeah. Dick, Dick Van Dyke. You basically so. were also on the Nick Van Nick at night yeah, schedule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's yeah. where I watched Taxi, and I was like, "What is this?" Uh, yeah. I fell in love with Danny DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> He's ridiculous. Oh gosh, yeah. No, I was an Andy Kaufman person from the get go. Oh god. Oh, what was it Nick Ferrari? No, for me it was only Andy. That's who, the only person I paid attention to on that oh. show. I couldn't tell you what any of the show was about, other than Andy Kaufman just being a goofball taxi oh, cab driver. Yeah, I think he had two characters on there, right? Like he had. I don't remember. Oh, he had the Laka. Uh huh. The thank you very much. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Is it racist to do it? I don't know. I, I don't know. We were both. We'll find out. Yeah, we're both immigrants, so I think yeah. it's. I think I'm good. <laughs> but then he had Nick Ferrari, which was like this douche. And he was fun. Yeah. He was like the complete opposite of Laka and just confident, like Trump in the 80s. Like, that's what he felt Uh, like. Like, I got confident. I know I'm a jackass, but don't worry. (laughs) Yeah. I got a cushion behind me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So you, you, you grew up in Dallas. You're watching a lot of funny stuff. What, what's going on in, in your brain as far as, is comedy something that I could chase after? <clears throat> um, I it was it was like a secret dream <laughs> mm. to be a comic because it's it always felt intangible, you yeah. know. Like, and maybe it's just the way we were raised. Like, we, me and my sisters are first generation, mm. and you know my parents showed up when we were babies. Yeah. So 
it's a different perspective from them. Then they're like, Hey, we showed up, we are building everything up and you got to be chill. You can't be like going around trying to get attention because yeah. we're the wrong color for this. Like that was the vibe. Hmm. So it was something that I'd always had a lot of respect for. And I followed along a lot of these comics, like people might stab me, but I loved Dane Cook when he first came mm. out. Like he was for yeah. my generation, for my demographic, I guess. Yeah. And I don't know, like I, get, I didn't really pursue it until I hit like 28, 29 mm. and just to kind of mess with it. And mostly it was to try to come out of my shell and like be able to interact with people without freaking out inside yeah and I figured if I can air up my dirty laundry in a funny way to strangers then at work it should be easier to just be like hey man don't be a jerk (laughs) or whatever (laughs) (laughs) so through school college you never had an an opportunity to kind of tackle those coming out of your shell not things really like I feel like I've lived as a coward most of my Mm. life like (laughs) Like, just be safe, and if you have to go outside of the boundaries, be between the lines, that way technicalities will be on your side. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I, I maybe it was the way we grew up. It was just like, people are watching, and you got to be good. Yeah. So you can't be crazy. And then, I don't know, I think I just hit a point, because I've had a 9-to-5 job forever in, like, a professional environment, yeah. and maybe I watched Office Space too young, and I was like, <laughs> this is wrong. This sounds like a... It's terrible. Yeah. And, ooh, that was empty. <laughs> Sorry, I almost knocked something over. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I hated the nine-to-five desk job thing, and yeah. I got into it because it's safe. It's safe, it pays the bills, and it's stable. And then I was like, ah, set everything on fire. I hate this. <laughs> Let's go. And I, I tried out comedy, and then I learned I really like it. I feel like I have a place there. And I don't know, I just want to be part of comedy in some capacity. Even if I have to be trapped in this day job, yeah. it, the comedy is like, you know what? Being alive is okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine that I woke up today. <laughs> so I want to know more about the, the process of what got you on the stage the first time. You've, you've just announced that you, you wanted to burn everything down and just, you know. Yeah, fire. Start yeah. a fire. Yeah. <laughs> I am my own beavis. Did something happen <laughs> that you're like, fuck this, I'm, I'm going to go try this out? Yeah, um, I, I did lurking for a bit. Uh-huh. I, I had zero intentions of getting on stage. Um, I read about Natasha Leone, I think it was. And she mentioned, and no, if I got her wrong, then insert the you know just dub it over and put the right guy's name when I said Natasha (laughs) but I read something to the effect of she was like hanging out at a bar just to like hang out for the night and she saw an open mic she became friends with some of these guys and that's what got her into it like had no intention and I was like well I don't think I'm gonna get into it but I love comics I love what they present I love the fucking Excuse me. I love the struggle. I love the hustle. Yeah. And I just wanted to go be in that environment. Mm. I was like, they might not like me. They don't know me. I'm probably a weirdo in the corner because that's who I was. Yeah. I was a lurker in the corner. Like, I don't know how to communicate with any of you. <laughs> this is the show funny. title, the episode title now, Weirdo in the Corner. Weirdo in the Corner. Yeah. Weirdo in the Corner with <laughs> Sam and Valerie. <laughs> Valerie, which corner did you pick today? Southwest? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was my... I always face Mecca. That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) For the culture. (laughs) That was for my mom. very important to you. (laughs) So you had no intention, but then something happened? You were just like... Yeah, I... uh, do it. Yeah, I I was just... I went to the Velve a lot for their open mic nights, and then like a couple shows here and there, like comedy shows local. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know, I, I guess I just started writing things in the back of my head, like some of the stories. Yeah. And it was something that I'd always been done, been doing. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have a funny story to tell my friends or whatever, I'm like rehearsing it. I've been writing like a comic in my head for like decades. Huh. And then getting into the process, I'm like, oh crap, I've been doing this the whole time and just throwing it away. Maybe, maybe this is something that's inside of me that I got to go and do, you know? 
if yeah. that makes sense. Did your friends always think you were funny? Yeah, but they're my friends. They're, well, I figured, yeah. you know, if I look gross one day, they're going to tell me I look nice. Like, they are liars because they love me. <laughs> <laughs> so I trust them, but I don't trust them if they think I'm funny. <laughs> and so I've also picked up that you were already in Austin at this point. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when, what year was this that you gave this a shot? Um, I moved to Austin in like 2012. Okay. And I think it was like 2013 or 14 where I started giving a shot. And then 2016, I was kind of MIA because I got into a coding boot camp because I was like, no stability of work. Mm. And then I know it sounds stupid, but like, Trump showed up and then his goons showed up and I'm watching the news going everything is bullshit why am I following the rules why am I trying to keep things stable these guys suck the wrong dicks to get up there burn it all burn it all down let's get out of this I am so mad (laughs) when you were doing uh when you were dabbling in it before the the burn it all stage was was it what you would consider safe? Yeah, but, but I guess I guess a little bit more <laughs> to that. Um, I think when I, a few years after I moved to Austin, I was like, I, I'm not happy. I'm mad all the time. Mm-hmm. I got to get out of my shell. Because all I did was go to work like a frumpy old lady in like her 80s. <laughs> I was still in my 20s. I still had time. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. It, I was like just crappy, like going to work, coming home, ordering Grubhub or whatever, watching something on Netflix, going to bed and doing it all over again, mm. and a lot of drinking in between. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta change because life is so long. <laughs> Average expectancy is like what seventy years. I can't be mm-hmm. doing this for decades more. I, I, I want out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I just, I, I started like uh, doing. You know, I did the thing that we all do when we're close to middle age, where we're like. What did childhood me want to do? Didn't I want to be a rock star or a uh-huh. golfer or something massive? So I just went back and I was like, I liked painting. So I tried to get back into painting and I was like, ah, this sucks because I have pets. And every time you prep a canvas, there are tiny little white footprints all over the damn house. <laughs> I've got video of this. <laughs> and then I tried to pick up the violin again because I used to play when I was a kid. Huh. And I still sound like a dying cat. It's really bad. But I tried to do lessons and stuff, and I was like, I know I need to do something artistic. And then that's where the comedy kind of fell in. I was like, I don't know what I need to do next, but this is an outlet. Let me just go watch, because that was always uh, a way to get out of the world and get out of your head and just go watch somebody else do comedy for a bit and calm down. And it's happy. It makes you laugh. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it pisses you off, but mostly it makes you laugh. But the endorphins win. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I was like, this feels, it feels like home. Yeah. It was weird, but it did. <laughs> yeah. But then you had to take the pause. Um, tell me about the first time you, you, you were on stage. How, uh, how did you prepare for it, and how did you feel? Doing uh, it? And where was it? Oh, yeah. I can't. I want to say it was either Mr. Tramps or Anderson Mill Pub. Hmm. It's one of those two. They're... Ah, oh, they're full of degenerates, and I love a bunch of those places. I, yeah. They're the best. Yeah. That's where you grow backbones <laughs> out there. Yeah. Uh, but my preparation was a lot of drinking, <laughs> and I don't think I brought my notes with me. I probably did. I still bring notes with me, so there's a good shot I brought my notes. And it was this weird story where I told a baby to eat my dick at the end. That was my punchline. Uh, but it was like, I don't know, it was just me being drunk and interacting with children and then having a bad time with it, but then ending it with, I think I'm ready to be a mom, you guys. <laughs> like it was, it was, it was a fun story. Yeah. Uh, so right out of the gate, you are Sam, the filthy mouthed. Yeah. I didn't know what else to be. <laughs> and then I apologized. Oh, yeah. Aww. I'm a rebel with boundaries. <laughs> I was like, thank you for letting me say horrible things. Good night, everybody. And then I left. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was weird and scary. And I, I didn't know how to project. Like, I didn't know how to use a diaphragm. But I grew up Muslim, so I don't think we're allowed to. So it's fine. 
And like I, I sounded like this on the mic. Oh boy! So people just saw, like if I was dressed up, they just saw tits moving and some faint sounds, and that's yeah. all. And they were like, "You were okay." <laughs> <laughs> so when when did the the Sam that we know today start popping you know? out? Yeah. Oh, the the one that's actively making fires happen. Yes, that one. Uh, I, I during the pandemic. Really, I think everybody took a turn, right? Everybody yeah. reevaluated during the pandemic and saying, yeah. fuck this shit. Yeah. Let's just be ourselves. This is dumb. <laughs> so, yeah, around... Uh, so that was a debacle. I I'd wanted to quit my job. Like, that was been my goal, like, to save enough money to not work for a year. And that's what I did. I just I took these jobs that I hated so much, but they paid really well. So I was like, this goes into savings. And right before Thanksgiving 2019, I was like, I'm going to quit because I'm in tech and there's not much going on anyhow. And everybody freaks out during that holiday season because all the good people are gone and mm. things break. So I'm like, I'm not dealing with that. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> and I left. And then a nice chunk of change. We got the van. Uh, my husband restored it all. Huh. And it's like a livable van. Like, it's amazing. He it's put so like hot cool. water in there. It's Quite oh gosh. So I know. Cool. I married a Bob Vila. It's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> but we got that prepped and then we went out on the road. We got maybe six weeks in or so. And then we came home in March, early March of 2020, before Corona was even a thing. Yeah. We got sick. Like we thought we were going to die sick in like February. So oh, that wow. kind of messed up our van trip. We were like, all right, let's lay low. Crap. Because <laughs> uh -huh. I had some shows and stuff scheduled out, out of state. So I'm like, all right, let's, let's wait it out, see what happens. And we got better. I skipped out on a couple shows, which kind of sucked. But I got to go to the Utah open mic. The, what is it? That big comedy club in Utah? I don't know. Oh, uh, it's, it's fun. It's it was a fun like vibe. Like everybody yeah. was really chill, and I was like, "There's Mormons here, but y'all are y'all <laughs> love crazy stuff too." <laughs> but so it was a trade off, I guess. I got I got to make some really fun connections, but skip out on shows. So either one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we came back home in March to take a break. His uh, my husband's mom was gonna go out of town to take care of her mother for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So we're like, we're gonna come home take care of the pets and stuff in the house while you're out. And then when you come back, we'll, we'll venture back out into the world. Yeah. And just coincidentally, that was like two weeks off. We're shutting it down. Never mind, a month. You know what? Two years. Sit in your house and cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, it, at that point, I was just, I was getting mad through the whole pandemic. Like, just my emotions were like, I'm going to stab people. And I lived with white people. So I was like, this is not going to look good in the news. <laughs> this is not going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just got mad. And when the gates opened, I'm like, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm doing my thing. I don't care. If you yeah. hate me, you hate me. You're going to have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the middle of that, or maybe even before the pandemic, you... You started the podcast with Omar, didn't you? Yeah. Was that before? Yeah, it was like yeah. right before. Um, yeah, we've been on a hiatus for a little bit on that, and we keep talking about bringing it back up, but Omar moved to uh, El Paso yeah. during the pandemic, and we did... I wasn't working at the time, and so we were able to record and then, you know, take turns, like, editing and uh -huh. uploading, and I, I did a lot of the image, the cover arts, and I was like, this is, I love doing this cover oh, art. So stupid. Yeah. Putting Omar in a gorgeous lady body. Loved <laughs> it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we, we just had more time for it. And then, I don't know, the last year we were like, you want to pick it back up? Yeah. When's your schedule? In six months, I'm free. Do you want to <laughs> meet for half an hour? And I was like, this is nothing. Let's, <laughs> let's figure it out later. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you firsthand podcasting is... It's hard a, work. Dude, it's a full job. Yeah. Like, it, you're not just doing the interview, right. but you're, you're cleaning up the audio, you're laying the audio on top of each other, mm -hmm. you're editing everything, and damn it, Omar, if you're listening, he name drops so much where I'm like, I gotta cover this up, I gotta cover oh, this up. Oh, really? I'm like, there's <laughs> 10 minutes of you just going beep, because <laughs> you name drop too much. <laughs> 
too funny. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'd expect that out of you. Oh, man. I, I try so hard, but, you know, I was, I think the first six, seven months of that podcast, uh, you can hear it in my voice. I am very drunk. So, shut up, Omaris. You know what makes me bad? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you did our, our online show, uh, I think, once. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, how did you feel about the online shows? Well, to me, like, they were, they were the thing that I needed to consume time, right? Mm-hmm. Because I couldn't go out to shows to watch anymore. I right. was performing at the time, so I couldn't go and perform. So I kind of needed to was like find something outlet? to replace. And I'm such a micromanager, organizational type person that this was like a wish list thing to be able to pull everything together, try to make it a good experience for the comics. Mm-hmm. But I know in hindsight, like everybody will say, ugh. Online shows, the worst. But, I mean, there's, like, this massive VR show right now <laughs> that, I don't know, it's getting a lot of attention, and there's, like, like names on it, uh. <laughs> like, big names that were on there. So it's, like, I think the online shows are weird, right? Like, yeah. I, yeah. Th- I think they have their place. Like, I, I ran a... I co-hosted with uh, Carter Anderson. Uh-huh. Name drop. I might have to bleep <laughs> this out. <laughs> But we did um, uh, In the Meantime as oh, an yeah. online show. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun, just yeah. like bantering back and forth and like having the guests come up because it wasn't like bits. Yeah. Like, right. yeah, if you had a bit in your back pocket, pop it out if it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. But we're just commenting on memes and roasting stupid pictures and stuff. So it was it was a whole lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah. it was the same. It's like this, it would be a lot better experience live to get like an audience to be like, here's a meme, mm-hmm. giggle along with us. It's more fun that way. Yeah. But yeah, it was like, a, uh, what is it? A placeholder. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else were we going to do? Sit and cry? Right. Get on TikTok? Yeah. Now I got to edit more shit? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old. They're going to make fun of my pants and my side part. <laughs> Okay, this is actually the perfect uh, point for us to do our little intermission here. So uh, point to a card, and I'll read, it, read the question off to you. This is from Where Should We Begin, the card game. Uh, thank you to Richard, who's our... You would have met, met Richard. He organized all the technology behind oh, the damn. online shows. Thank you, Richard. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so pick a card. All right, I'll pick that one. All right, your question is... A major challenge I've overcome. Waking up today. Next. (laughs) Okay, well, uh, (laughs) read me my question then. (laughs) Ooh, ready? Yeah. The last time I got lost in a great adventure. Not an okay one, a great one. This better be epic. Gosh. I don't get lost. In fact, I'm planning this trip for my son's spring break. Mm-hmm. I think most people would have a coronary if they saw how super planned out everything is. Do you have like a binder? No, but I have a thing that says from this location to this next location, the commute will be X number of minutes. Here's mm-hmm. the map. Here's the parking situation. Here are the hours. Are you adding extra minutes as cushion for bathroom breaks and gassing and traffic? Uh, no, but I, that's the wiggle room I'm willing to allow. All right. Okay. Well, how's that? How, what, can I modify that question? Yeah. What was the last thing that you planned mm-hmm. and everything went to shit? Oh my Or gosh. a major thing went to shit where you're like, oh, now I got to improv, improvise. <laughs> I got to improv. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Say location. Uh. <laughs> you are that much in control of your life where <laughs> nothing really, goes out of uh, off the rails uh, gosh uh, this is so funny the only thing that comes to mind is uh, my son and I went to DC one time and let's just say I had a gastrointestinal emergency no. in the middle of a street no. <laughs> and uh that was a nightmare. 
That was not planned. No one plans that. I mean, like, that could still be an adventure. <laughs> Let's get your son down here. What was his thoughts about it? It sucked, oh, but he knows not I to thought speak it was hilarious. It. He is bound. Oh, no. He is not to speak of it. It's... He probably tells his friend, friends, oh, my mom. He probably like looks around like, is my mom thing? here? No? Okay. Well, let me tell you what happened. We just ate burritos. We went to Chipotle. And then my mom's like, let's go for a walk. And we're like, yeah, okay. She wants to walk on the street. <laughs> oh, you're nodding. This is exactly how it happened. I mean, like, we didn't go to Chipotle. I don't remember that we went anywhere super remarkable. But oh. yeah, it was just like, oh man, there goes today's plans. Mm-hmm. We need to go to the Airbnb. Right into the sewer. That's where those plans went. Just dump them on the streets. <laughs> That's, oh, man. I am trying to think. I, I know I have also like a violent sneeze yeah. and shat my pants. <laughs> uh, now I'm thinking about like other, other misadventures. There was one time where I... Uh, this is my. This is a really funny story from when I was in college, mm-hmm. and um, I had some some family friends, and one of them cook, hooked me up with a woman that I had met once before, but she lived in Paris, and she was like a president of a corporation. She was money. Oh damn! She was fancy lady. She was fancy lady. I mean, I went and looked into her closet, and there was like. Coco Chanel and well, she's in Paris. Like she's it's in Paris, yeah. Yeah, it's easier for her to go down the street and pick yeah. it up from the Nordstrom clearance. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the first first overnight after I I've stayed and I she's there and we're having breakfast together and she has a maid who is bringing out the the breakfast things. Is a maid also in Coco Chanel? No, bitch ain't that rich then. <laughs> <laughs> you can't dress up your That's your true. servants in nice garments. That sounds like uh, she's just putting on airs. <laughs> Sorry, go on. I had timed my trip because I wanted to c- celebrate the Bastille Day celebration, July 14th. Oh, yeah. I had exactly three, maybe four days in Paris. And, you know, Paris, you don't do in one day. There's mm. so much to do. And that first breakfast, she serves me milk. And, and I know that milk overseas tastes different because they, they have it in a box. You buy it in a st- shelf-stable box. And now you see that more here with the soy milks and whatever. But over there, like dairy milk oh. is in a box, not in a refrigerator oh. bottle. Okay. You know? So do they pasteurize it differently? Than I think do? so, yeah. They probably do it the original way. They got Louis out there, right? Like, yeah. They came up with pasteurizing. <laughs> yeah. We bastardize it, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Awesome. Good for us. So I'm like, I know it tastes different, so I'll just, you know, whatever. She's obviously trying to be a good host, hostess. So I drink it, and I drink about half of the cup, and I'm like, it just tastes weird. I'm like, um, is this milk? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, it tastes lemony. Hmm. And she looks at it, swishes it around. It's all curdled. It's spoiled. Mm-mm. Because this woman eats out all the time. She doesn't have. I bought this three months ago. It's in a box. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Laid out for the next three days in her house no. from a terrible case of food poisoning. So you got to see zero of Paris. Zero. For Bastille Day, mm-hmm. I got to look out her balcony and see the planes flying overhead. That's all I got to do. And by the fourth day, I'm like, Come hell or high water, I'm going to the Louvre. That was my sole mission. I'm like, this is what I must do. Mm-hmm. And so I managed to. How was the Louvre trip? Was it excruciating just because you're still recovering? I'm still recovering. <laughs> and uh, later when I would take my son there, I kept boasting about how I did the Louvre in an hour because I had to do the Louvre in an hour to get mm-hmm. back to the. Because the bathroom's an hour away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's when things really went off kilter. But I'm now way more strict. I don't have time to get sick on yeah. trips. Yeah, man. So. <laughs> I can't believe we helped the French out in World War II, and this is what they did to I you. I know, right? On a holiday? Right. On a holiday. The same day. Right. What is it? The white stripes got together. Like, how dare they? <laughs> Jesus. You give me that lady's number. <laughs> <laughs> I I've lost track of her, and she was she was already probably in her. I mean, I was in college, so I was, I, or just out of college. I was in my 
early 20s. She must have been in her 50s. I don't think she's among us anymore. Ooh, what if she's a ghost? Oh, she might be. Good. Go to her house. She's probably living there. <laughs> and just like fuck with her. Like, I brought yeah. a priest, bitch. <laughs> it's a bag of holy water. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get back on on our on our plan here. Fine, okay. I love ghosts, but fine. Let's talk yeah. about not ghost things. <laughs> <laughs> so you got through the pandemic, and what did you think about what happened to the comedy scene post pandemic? I, uh, I kind of love what happened to the comedy scene post pandemic. Yeah, and maybe because I was like a weirdo outsider, like if felt like there was, and, and I don't know, there's so many variables because I was still really, really new. I was hanging out with people that were like weird and paranoid. So I, I kind of glommed on to like, yeah, you're right. Let's be weird and paranoid about things. Uh-huh. That's how the world works. <laughs> but getting all these new people come in, it kind of gave us a run for our money, you know, because there were some mm-hmm. comics that have been in Austin forever when I started and I loved their work, but some of the work was like, dude, Afghanistan was like 40 years ago or whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's stop talking about that. Let's, let's, how about a new joke? Mm-hmm. There's shit going on today. You know, 15 years later, let's talk about that. Right. But, you know, it was like, it was good stuff, but it was the same stuff. Yeah. And then having new people come in right off the bat being really good. Cause like anytime we get a new comic before the pandemic in the scene, doesn't matter what they've been doing. They're a new comic. Right. And now they're like, wow, these new guys are new. They're really good. It's like, yeah, they've been doing eight years in like New York or LA. They've been like working, yeah. getting their stuff up. And now this is the new comedy hub. I'm air quoting, which is great for audio. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the new comedy hub. And there's comedians that I'm not a huge fan of that are here, but there's so many different forms of, like, there's so many categories within comedy as a whole. Yeah. Where it's like, there's room for all of us, but you just got to wait your turn to get to that table, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. And you you started doing, I mean, I, I don't know that I had seen you perform before I met you at on the online show, <laughs> but now I see your name all the time it's annoying right (laughs) (laughs) but you're performing consistently now yeah um and uh i think a lot of it is uh i gotta thank turn two entertainment like amy and shannon yeah like they're the ones that are throwing a lot of gigs at me and uh because of that i feel like i'm getting better Mm -hmm. at performance just doing things regularly like um this sounds dumb but like i (laughs) i uh, I hosted for an open mic at Anderson Mill for a couple weeks because uh-huh. Mike was out of town. And I don't know, a couple years ago, I would have been scared to because mm. it's a it's a it's a place where you really gotta like build up and like fight for attention. Yeah. And I don't know, I I just went up like ah eh, fuck it, let's see what happens. Uh-huh. And it, I think it went pretty well. Yeah. And yeah, I. Getting them, getting more of that stage time because Shannon and Amy trust me with some of the stuff because they're out of town. Right. So a lot of the venues, like I'm taking the PA over, setting it all up, talking to everybody, and just getting more into the vibe of it. So I don't know. I feel like I'm getting more comfortable, and then hopefully other bookers see that and they like what they see. So mm-hmm. if nothing else. I'm a good diversity hire. So <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like a trend right now. <laughs> and then the last time that I saw you, I know that we were, I was doing the showcase and I had you on a few times and you were great. And then uh, we both traveled to New Orleans last oh, year. Yeah, yeah. And I thought your set there was fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, was that your first festival? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I, it was so dumb. Like last year I was like, my goal this year is to get on one festival. Uh-huh. That's it. And then I got on pretty early in the year, so I was like, well, I'm not going to make an effort for the rest of the year. <laughs> Goals accomplished. Oh. Eight months of nothing. Oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah, but then, I mean, there's smaller goals, like, hey, stop being a scared little girl when you go up on stage. Mm-hmm. So that's one I'm still working on. <laughs> Are you still, really? I Yeah, but I think that's, that's part of performance, right? Huh. Like, I feel like if you've, 
you get a couple decades under your belt, 10, 12 years under your belt, yeah. it'll probably be like nothing. Just walking out the door, being yourself. Yeah. But I don't know. I think I lead with insecurity in my heart. So that's it's a way to protect yourself. If uh-huh. I'm scared, then I'm going to do more to defend it. So yeah, sink or swim there, right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and your material, raunchy? We call it raunchy? I kind of, I guess, maybe. Like, yeah, I guess it could be raunchy. Like, I, I, I'd like to talk about, like, some, a couple times, like, sexual events that mm-hmm. have happened, but it's funny to me, so yeah. I'm like, here it is. It's not, I mean, some of it is gross. Like, I was watching your, uh, an FPIA set. <gasps> Oh yeah, and, which one? Uh, <laughs> which the is braces? The that was what I was thinking about too. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. It's yeah. so terrible. <laughs> yeah, so somebody might say, "Well, that's raunchy." It's I don't know. It's my content wise. Like it's not okay. This is meant with full love and admiration because I do Tell love me. Ariel yeah. Isaac Norman. Like yeah, that level raunchy. Uh-huh. That's like oh my god. Yeah, but you're like coasting right below that level yeah well ariel does it in a way where it's like god she's so good with it oh right like yeah just it's oh god she's like groucho Marx when he does an insult you know <laughs> like he just slapped you with words yeah. and you did not realize what happened yeah. until like five minutes later you're yeah. like ow that stings yeah and ariel does the same thing like she'll glide it in there uh-huh. and you're like five minutes later, like wait a minute what did you just say <laughs> so good exactly. it like sneaks up on you it's yes. so fun but yeah I, I I'm still trying to figure out what level I'm trying to get to because I've done some shows where it's a little bit more conservative of crowd yeah they want a little bit more wholesome stuff like relationships and yeah. why I don't have kids puppies are great you know nice things yeah and then there's some places where you think they're conservative but they are a about some raunchy stuff. Mm. The more they want to go to church on Sunday, the raunchier they're like, shit. That's that's my assumption right now. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> so which, which do you like tackling more That as far as the writing for that type, the two different types of comedy? Um, I guess it depends on what the story is. Mm. Like, personally, I like the ra- raunchy stuff because I feel like I can just turn the filter off and say whatever I want. Yeah. But... It's, I hate it, but it's good to have boundaries and limits just to mm. build your own character sure. and give yourself that little bit of, all right, this is where I'm at right now. If I really need to piss somebody off, then I can brawl out the guns, <laughs> but I still got to be okay here, Yeah, you know? So yeah. I don't know. I think it's okay to have boundaries, but I hate the boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. It's conflict inside. I think I know the answer to this, but I am curious. So when you know you need to be clean, not cleaner, but you know, you have to finesse it a little. Finesse it. Do you actually take your raunchy jokes and and have a cleaner version? Or do you just say, no, I got to write completely independent stuff because I can't deliver that stuff in a sanitized version. Yeah. Yeah. There's some where like the joke is clean, but the punchline is raunchy. Mm. Where I'm like, and I've, I've caught myself doing the joke, so I'm like, this isn't bad, until I get to the punchline. I'm like, and there are children here, so I can't say the last line. Sorry, guys, talk to me afterwards. But I, I try to clean up the bad stuff I have, yeah. especially if I need extra time. But I don't know, I'll, I'll try to write something new. And the only problem with that is my memory is just trash. Ah. It's always been trash. So I'm like, can I remember the new stuff? <laughs> Did I just autopilot into the raunchy stuff? And there's a five-year-old here. That's where we're headed. Great. (laughs) Uh, Oh, but I did do a show uh, about a year or two ago where it was supposed to be Mm PG-13, which no one can define. It's like world class. Mm. Like, tell me what that means. What is PG-13? What is off the table? Because I heard you talk about your literal dick just now, and now we're still PG-13. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. But I got there, and they're like, rated G, or PG, rather. Okay. Because there were small children running around, and I got there, and sure enough, toddlers are running around. They're coming up to the stage going, what is this? And I'm like, 
man, these guys are going to have some insane rides home yeah. after this. They're going to learn a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was told that, like, maybe I was closing out the show, and I was told that it was PG when I got to the venue. But I'd been scheduled for the show, like, two or three weeks in advance. So that's what I was prepping for was PG-13. Mm-hmm. And I get there, so I got, like, maybe 30, 40 minutes to clean up my material. And the first thing I did, because I was just, like, stressed out about saying fuck, I was like, god damn. Like, that's the first oh. thing out of my mouth. And I was like, can I? Damn. <laughs> but it went, it went all right. It went, yeah. it didn't go as horrible, because everybody's like, oh. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm going to go to church. And then I just <laughs> went into a bit, making fun of me being a brown, yeah. and they were fine with it. Yeah. So that's where we came back around. Yeah. Do you do you only do shows with Turn Two, or do you oh figure out ways to do other shows? I I need to start asking, and I'm really bad at that. Mm. But I'm I'm open for whatever. Like yeah. if somebody if somebody I actually respect <laughs> is like, hey, I'll give you money to do something you love. I'll be like, all right, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you can be whoever. Turn Two is yeah. just the one that's uh, that and likes they keep me the you most. Super busy. So yeah, which yeah. I love. I love being yeah. busy. Like, yeah. I think in, not next week, but the week after, my week is empty. I was looking at my calendar, and I was like, oh, God, I'm just, I'm just going to do mics all week? That sucks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> your your joke-telling style is more of a story-telling style, right? Yeah. So how do you deal with that at mics? Do you break it up? Uh, well, uh, it depends. Like, um, sometimes if there's, like, a tag or a punchline I'm working on, I'll just do little chunks and make it, mm. try to make it like a one-liner, yeah. see if that tag or that chunk lands. Um, sometimes if it doesn't make sense to have it by itself, I'll just be like, all right, here's a story, we're having a conversation. Yeah. And don't talk back, we're having a rhetorical <laughs> conversation. <laughs> but but anyway, it's kind of fun, especially... When you bring up a topic and you see people's faces, you're like, oh, you got some feelings about that. <laughs> Your eyes got all weird. <laughs> That's awesome. But, yeah. But, yeah, that, I, think I, I think I just stick to the storytelling because it's easier to communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you're more on autopilot with it, too, so that memory thing. Yeah. You can yeah. tell the story easier than my quick setup punchline kind of exactly yeah especially if it's a story that i'm like oh yeah i'm still traumatized by that i remember it exactly let me tell you i still have emotions about it (laughs) so you said that last year you set yourself the goal of one festival did you set a goal for yourself for this year yeah kind of like my goal really for this year is to be able to do more traveling Mm. for comedy like uh i hope I hope work never hears this, but it's weird. People, everything's on social media. People stalk everybody. So worst case scenario, I don't have to go to work. All right. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I have a, I have a work from home job. So, um, and we, we still have the van that's set up and I've got like a little, uh, this is for my boss. Look, girl, it's fine. I got a van. I got, <laughs> I got internet. No. <laughs> But I got a whole setup, so um, and I done I've done this before when when I was uh, editing for the podcast mm-hmm. was travel around for the day. My husband drives, and I just hook up to the hotspot, get all that stuff together, go land in a town, figure out their mics, go talk to everybody, yeah. see what's funny in that area, and just oh god, I just want to be a nomad, Valerie. That's mm. all I want. I want to be in a caravan and run around. Yeah, hawking my wares. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, these days you can you can do that pretty easily. Oh yeah, and I don't know. I love Austin. Austin is home. Like I will always come back here. There's yeah. like an umbilical cord tied. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it'd be nice to just kind of see what other parts of the country what they like, yeah. what they're into. Yeah, I mean, there's road comics that that's all they do. Oh my god. Oh, it's my heart. Oh. Yeah. I'm sure it gets horrible and annoying and lonely after a couple gigs because the driving is so yeah. much but but if you're doing it with your husband it's yeah. not as lonely yeah we pull over bang somewhere come back in the car <laughs> thank you yeah did not need to know that you're welcome <laughs> 
What else would you like to not well, know? Uh, this is my uh, cycle. <laughs> <laughs> every day on the 15th. <laughs> every day on the 15th. <laughs> it's, uh, I have a medical condition. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Um, have you talked to JT Haversat? I, no, I, you know, he's been around since I started and I've always like admired him from afar because mm-hmm. I was like, this guy is always on, but I don't think I've actually had a chance to have a yeah. one-on-one conversation. I was still in my weirdo times when yeah. he was around, <laughs> but yeah, he's doing altercation festival, right? Oh yeah. 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 You, you should apply for that one. I, all right. Can I, can I be bitchy? Yeah. Sorry, JT. We haven't met yet, but this is how we're meeting, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I applied a while back yeah. with my personal email address, and then I applied again one year with my comedy email address, uh-huh. and they sent my rejection to my personal email address. So I was like, oh. uh, well, I'm glad I could support it, but I feel like they didn't take me seriously. So I'm like, no, we're done. <laughs> oh. Maybe when I become more important, I'll try again. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. But, you know, it's... It's festival stuff. They've got like a million people they hitting do. them up, especially because they're in Austin. Everyone's like losing their damn mind sending everything over to them. Yeah. So I can totally see getting lost in the shuffle, but me just being kind of bitchy. I told you about that medical condition. <laughs> it's every day on the 15th. I get mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just seems like you'd be a good fit. Plus, you know, just learning the whole not that you can learn it from a quick conversation, but, you know, mm-hmm. he is a road comic, and he oh, knows yeah. how to get that done somehow, which... Oh, hell yeah. You know. There's um, there's another guy, Mark Viola, I think. Mm. He I met him when he was a road comic. I think he settled down um, either for a long run or temporarily, but... I, I made friends with a handful of road comics, and then there's, like, this Facebook page for road comics. Ah, okay. And I'm just, like, eating it all up. Like, there you go. Like, this is going to be my life one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Shannon and Roderick and yeah. Maggie. Uh, simply, like, yeah. yeah, I tiny bit of me is, like, in my heart, I'm like, mm, you jerks get to go do a fun thing, and I'm stuck at home. Like, <laughs> mm, I hate typing. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in its due course. Oh, I know. I just, yeah. I have no patience. Uh, I just, I'm like, I thought of it. It needs to happen now. Oh, yeah. Five seconds, that's too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to fight that too. It's like, okay, I thought of it. Let's get it done. And then mm-hmm. somebody tells me, no, I can't get it done because I have these other things that I'm supposed to do. Hint, hint, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Richard. Sorry, Richard. But, but I really you love your card game. It's yeah. really good. And yeah. for the audio stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he doesn't do anything with the podcast other than oh. help with the articles. Damn yeah. it, Richard. Yeah. This These is are nice me. cards. Uh, also, helpful tip, I don't do any sound editing. Oh, okay. Other than the one thing in the middle that, you, that I'll edit out. Oh, the, oh, the beeping? Yeah. Because of my name dropping? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't do that. No. <laughs> I know so. Lex Luthor. There. That's okay. the first name I could think of. <laughs> Um, is there anything we haven't talked about that you wanted to talk about? Uh, ooh, I don't know. Uh, World War Three. Can we talk about World War Three? I mean, sure. I, I'm looking forward to it. Are you? A little bit, yeah. Uh, I want the chaos. Uh, I kind of want the way our society works to just be slammed to the ground and then rebuilt. And that's, it's going to be a terrible, terrible time. I'm not going to lie to you. I yeah. know it's going to be horrible. I, I saw about the Dust Bowl. I saw a documentary. I know it's not going to be a fun time. <laughs> I don't want to be collateral damage. I know things are going to be black and white again. I don't want that. I like mm. colors. Oh, God. Oh, but maybe Dick Van Dyke. We're going to watch that. Oh, And I yeah. love Lucy. He's still around. Yeah. That's true. He is. Isn't it's that um, insane? Yeah. Wow. You know who else is? Henry Belafonte is still around. Did you know that? He is? Right. I look him I, up every so often going, really? you still around with us, man? Awesome. Wow. Doing a lot of activist work must have kept him alive. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I have to Google that. I mean, let's, do you have your phone? I do. Hold on. In a noisy way. Oh, in a noisy way? Okay. Yeah, my phone's right. like buried. Let's see. 
American Singer, and so much more. Good Lord. 96 years old, still kicking it. Dude, it's him <gasps> versus Dick Van Dyke, I'm telling you. And Jimmy Carter. It. Well, Jimmy Carter, I think, is on the... Yeah, he's he's, he's on, on his way, right? Yeah. yeah. He's 96. Good right. Lord. I bet he still dances really good. No, oh, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Slurp. <laughs> oh, it's our thing. We're doing the thing. Cough, cough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, besides Harry Belafonte and World War Three, anything else you want to talk about? Anything related to Sam? Oh, um, not that I can think of. Okay. Uh, You're going to be at uh, Cold Town for the Lysistrata Festival. Oh, yes, that. Oh, I'm so excited yeah. for that. Like, I don't know about you, but last year they got, like, all these, the workshops that they had. Uh-huh. There was some lady, I forgot her name. I hope she's coming back. But she talked about her inner Chad, like, channeling her inner Chad. Uh-huh. It was, like, the very last day of the fest. And that has stuck with me. Huh. Like, every time I'm, like, scared, I'm like, uh-huh. no, your inner Chad, bring him out. Nice. Um, I'm going to mansplain this to you. <laughs> and my dad has a dealership. Like, I'm just making up shit. Uh-huh. But. Yeah, that inner chat thing was just beautiful. Ah, that's so cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah, like, I'm excited to perform. And that new theater, I don't know if you've been to the new Cold yeah, Town. It's amazing. It looks so good. So amazing. And that, uh, the performance space where you come down the stairs, I'm like, I feel like a celebrity walking yeah. down here. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice. So, yeah, and then I know I, I'm just excited about other workshops that are going to come yeah. up and just... Rochelle put together this amazing group of women and I got to talk to everybody out uh-huh. there and now they're coming out here and I'm just, I don't know, I'm just losing my mind. Yeah. Like, it's going to happen. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited to see everybody again. I'm glad not to have to travel. <laughs> yeah. Well, so how do you feel about, I felt uh, bittersweet about traveling because I love going to New Orleans, but mm. it was nice not to have to drive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have a like three and a half hour cap on how much I'm willing to drive somewhere, oh. so I had to fly. Oh, okay. Did you have to bring all your gear with you? Because you did interviews and stuff. I did last interviews. Year. I brought my Zoom, and I think that was about it because they had arranged somebody, um, John, who was doing all of the tech stuff. He oh yeah. Was agreed. You know, I paid him up uh, to record everything, and he did a great job putting all that together for me so it was awesome i hope is he coming back he i was don't know great. i don't know damn yeah yeah him I, I don't know i met so many people out there where i was like these are just could it be like this at home yeah could people love each other and it's okay yeah <laughs> yeah I, even the hot ones true. were cold to each other <laughs> it blew my mind like but you're beautiful you can be a dick to me it's yeah. fine it's how everybody was raised <laughs> Oh, it was so much fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's end too. of March, people. If you're listening to this, end of March. Yes, end of March. The 30th through April 1st. Yeah. Although maybe April 2nd, April too? Because that's a su- Sunday. Yeah, I think yeah. it's through April 2nd. Yeah. But so. yeah, they're, they're still working. They just uh, put the lineup out. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they've sent out schedules for all the performers yeah. quite yet. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I yeah. told all my girlfriends, like, in... Dallas. Like, oh, two of my best nice. friends are out there, so I was like, "This is this weekend. Go get tickets. This is the link." <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good promo. Mm-hmm. All right, are you ready for a closing question? Ooh, yes. One word to describe your future. Adventure adventure maybe i don't know if i'm uh influenced by the card (laughs) but (laughs) but, yeah i i don't know what's gonna happen like this is my way to talk about world war three again sorry valerie (laughs) ha world war three aliens russia aliens all the crazy stuff (laughs) i love all the crazy stuff i want chaos (laughs) I want to be, I want chaos to be my spectator sport. I don't want to be involved. Uh-huh. So here we are. Yeah. But I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with comedy. I don't know what's going to happen with society. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen at all. And it's scary, but I'm kind of looking forward to it. Hmm. As long as I'm not trapped 
at a nine to five desk job for the next 20 years, I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) That's what I'm comparing it to. Yeah. Mm, Alien invasion or sitting at a desk? Mm, Bring them aliens in. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) Take our desks with you, aliens. A clear preference has been declared. Yes, I'm on your team, aliens, so let's be cool. Give me the powers. Awesome. All right. Well, that has been a wrap on Comedy Wham! Presents Sam Narani. Sam, tell us where we can find you on social media and upcoming uh, projects. Yeah, um, I've got a link tree, just Sam Narani. Uh, I always list all my stuff on there. Uh, Instagram, Sam Narani underscore, all one word. Uh, I have a Twitter, but don't bother with that. Nobody likes that. And Facebook, but also don't bother with that. Nobody <laughs> likes that. <laughs> and I have a TikTok account with no posts. So, ah. yeah. Do what you want with that. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you've enjoyed learning about how Sam got to be the comedic genius you heard today just as much as I have. This has been Comedy Wham! Presents Sam Narani. I'm Valerie, and that's been funny. Thank you, Sam. Thank you.